welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. Crystal Palace obliged for me at the weekend, and I think you are ruining your trust in those boxers. Yes, I mean, it was, like I said, it was the perfect storm, really. They were playing Brighton and, you know, it's, you know, again... I, I, although we haven't started the podcast, obviously, you know, again, I, I, my race is suggesting good value Leicester this week at home really? to Villa. But yeah, but uh, obviously I, I won't be taking that. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, but I'll tell you what, Leicester are in real trouble, I think now. Yeah. The, 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 yes. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to be happening, do you, with the management situation? I'm well, not sure he can though, do anything they, with it. They, they've scored as many goals as Manchester United, though. Leicester have incredibly wow. and three more goals. Um, oh no, got it wrong there. Sorry, no, I was going to say three more goals than Brighton, but that's what Brighton have conceded. How could they <laughs> them 5 2? But yes, it's uh, well, the season's I think the season's starting to take shape. Interesting, you know, I, 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 I'm surprised at Liverpool in truth. I thought they'd be a bit better, but you know. Yeah, long way to go, though. They've only lost one, I suppose. And I'll tell you what, it will be interesting to see. I know we're a couple of months away, but how this World Cup's going to impact both going into it and coming out of it. Yes. That's really how the season's really going to be decided. Yes, and this, yeah, and I think it could be, you know, there could be a little, you know, it's starting up again, isn't it? And it stops start, and I think there could be, I'm not saying there'll be a surprise like the Leicester one, but it could, it definitely could affect it, couldn't it? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Right, uh, let's get going then. We'll start off with the uh, lunchtime kickoff, and that is uh, Fulham versus Chelsea. Uh, recent head to heads, Chelsea have won both of the matches. The handicap has moved from plus three quarters to plus a half. Fulham, uh, when they're plus a half, one naught draw, naught lost three, to where at Spurs. Chelsea, uh, when minus half, 1-4, drawn to lost four, kind of a 2-1, well, controversial 2-1 victory at home to West Ham. Over two and a half goals are seen in Fulham's last four and in Chelsea's last five. So, could be goals on the cards here. When it's plus half a goal handicap, 110 matches, 58 times the home side have covered, 52 times the away side have covered. My race is suggesting some very good value in Chelsea, and I think I'm going to go with that. Well, I was going to take the home side here, Pete, plus three quarters of a goal because I just sense there's a much more of a togetherness within the Fulham ranks. I watched a bit of Chelsea last night in their loss. Mm, in the I thought they were a bit unlucky though last night. I thought <laughs> they were, but but I do at times think they were a bit disjointed when I watched them play. And obviously, the addition of uh, Raheem Sterling hasn't quite had the full impact that they'd hoped for as of yet. But now the line's trended down to minus a half. I can't be touching Fulham at that price point. As you say, Chelsea tend to be resilient in these spots. Um, I have to say, though, given the fact that they've already lost two of their opening six games, I think they'd be quite happy that uh, some of the other teams have stuttered a little because Chelsea haven't lost too much ground so far on the rest of their the top sort of eight in the table. So, I'm going to leave this one alone, Pete. If it gets back to three quarters of a goal, I may be tempted with the home side. But at these levels, I'm leaving alone. Uh, Bournemouth, Brighton. Um, well, recent heads, Bournemouth have had much the better 
They, they've won all three. Uh, Bournemouth went plus three quarters. It's not a bad record. It's one, two, drawn three, lost two. Both the losses, though, were by two or more goals. Come up a, a very good 3-2 victory away at Nottingham Forest. Brighton, when they're minus uh, three quarters of a goal, they lost that match. And uh, they beat Leicester 5-2. Uh, Brighton lost just one of their last 11. So they're incredibly resilient. Uh, plus three quarter handicap, 138 matches, 63 times the uh, home side have covered it. They've had 35 half losses and 40 losses. So no real, you know, sort of trend there. Maurice is suggesting the value Bournemouth. But again, we're coming up against a Brighton side that are very resilient. Well, I know your ratings would suggest value with Bournemouth here, Pete. And who would have thought this a few years ago? Brighton, minus three quarters of a goal favourites away from out. Yeah, that's incredible. (laughs) It is. I mean... I was so surprised when I saw this line. We're not surprised, but sort of it, you know, it rung the bells of crikey. This is a bit strange. When Brighton last travelled to Bournemouth, can you remember what the line was? No, no. Seasons ago? No, I'd I'd have to have a look at it. No. It was scratch. Yeah, that's incredible, isn't it? So the markets have factored in a three quarters of a goal adjustment. And you have to say it's well-deserved. Brighton coming to this game, sat in fourth in the table, won four, draw one and lost one. What I would say, they have lost three of 10 away to newly promoted sides. So can you really trust them laying a full, well, laying three quarters of a goal? No, this is the, this is the thing, isn't it? Can you see Brighton winning by two or more goals? That's the, Uh, yeah, and that's where the risk-reward comes in. It's like, not even do you think mm. Brighton are going to win? Are they going to win by, a, you know, a given margin? I have to lean towards Bournemouth here. When they have, ta- when they have played, a, you know, a fully-fledged top-six side, you know, was it Arsenal, Liverpool and Man City they've played this season? They've got hammered. In the other games Bournemouth have played, they've played non-top-six sides and they're undefeated in those. One, two, drawn one. You have to wonder who are Brighton. They're probably not a top six side yet, but they're getting close to it. So, yeah, I, I think Bournemouth are decent value here, Pete, but I just can't take it. Uh, Leicester, Villa next. Uh, this is Scratch. Uh, Leicester have won two. There's been one draw. Villa have won one. When off Scratch, Leicester's form, it, it, home form is, is fairly mi- very mixed. 1-2, drawn 4, lost 3, coming off that 5-2 defeat away at Brighton. Villa, uh, at, when they're away off scratch, 1-3, drawn 2, lost 1, coming off a, a very good, really, 1-1 one, one draw at home to Manchester City. Leicester, they lost their last 5, we said they're in poor form, but Villa themselves, they've lost their last 4 away. Scratch games, 206 matches, 63 home wins, 70 pushes, 73 away wins. My rating suggesting value Leicester, but as I said before, I can't touch it really. But I think both of these sides are poor in, in, in fairness. Probably agree with you there, Pete. I like the goalless draw that we had last season in this game because I think it gives us a good opportunity to take the over two and a half goals. Obviously, bookmakers will look at past meetings of the sides. They'll see that goalless draw at uh, the King Power during the last campaign and probably factor that into their pricing. Neither of these two teams have managed to keep a clean sheet so far this season. In fact, Leicester have conceded twice or more in five of their opening six games, with the yes on both teams to score landing in nine of the teams' 12 games this season. 
I think we're going to see goals here. This is an underrated local derby. There's a lot of sort of hatred between the two sets of supporters. It's going to be played in a in a you know frenetic atmosphere. Two teams who had you know realistic hopes of being top table sides. So far, they've accumulated five points between them from the available thirty six. The match line opened minus a quarter. It's trended down to scratch P. I probably agree with you a little bit with the sort of value being with the home team, but I'm more than happy to take the over two and a half goals in this game, Pete. Not sure if I can quite put it forward as a as a full selection for the podcast, but uh, it's pretty close. Uh, Liverpool Wolves next. Uh, Liverpool, they've been dominant in this fixture. They've won all four recent meetings. Uh, when minus one and three quarter goals, their record reads one six drawn, four lost, naught. Two of the six victories were by three or more goals. They cut off a, a nil nil draw away at Everton. Wolves, uh, when they're plus one and three quarters, they've only had one game of which they lost that and they lost by three or more goals. And they're coming off a, a one nil victory at home to Southampton. Wolves, they've not won in seven away matches. Their away form has been pretty poor recently. Minus one and three quarters, 62 matches, 13 times the, the home side of, of uh, fully uh, won, 14 half wins and 35 losses. My rating suggesting the value is with Wolves, slight value Wolves, and the trends are probably suggesting that, that the away side should be backed here, minus one and three quarters. I think it's not a bad bet. I think, you know, look, Wolves don't concede many, and I can't. I can't see them losing by three. Can they score a goal though, Pete? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, they've they've scored just three times so far this season. I mean, there has only been seven total goals in Wolves' six games this season. So even if they don't sort of get a positive result from a game, they don't concede many goals. The thing that concerns me here, if I was looking to back Wolves, Pete, and I agree with you, I think the value is with Wolves, especially with Liverpool. Where are they tonight? Is it Napoli? Yeah. Play yeah. tonight. So they're going to have a, you know, they're going to get back into Liverpool at, I mean, God knows what, three, four in the morning, probably a bit later even. And then they're going to have this turnaround for a Saturday kickoff, you know, almost sort of 50 odd hours later. Liverpool have won all eight beating to the sides, but six of those victories have come to nil. So, I'm not convinced I can back Wolves here if I'm concerned about their ability to score. And the way they play, it's very sort of deliberate, very sort of structured. It's not like the old days when they had Triore and they used to hit teams on the break and they could sometimes create opportunities through raw pace. They don't really seem to have that anymore. It has to be a more structured, deliberate build-up. And that takes time and then teams can flow back and sort of get back into shape. So I do think it's going to be really difficult for Wolves to find the back of the net. And for that reason, Peter, I'm out. Southampton-Brentford next. Southampton won this fixture last season. The Lions minus a quarter handicap. Uh, when Southampton are minus a quarter, they've won four, drawn four, lost two, kind of a 1-0 defeat away at Wolves. Brentford, when they're plus a quarter, they've lost both matches. They're kind of a 5-2 victory at home to Leeds. Good game as well, that was. Uh, Brentford only lost one this season. Minus a quarter goal handicap, 526 matches, 220 home wins, 159 half losses, 147 losses. A race is suggesting some value with Brentford, but it's a, it's a tough one, this one, I think. It certainly is, Pete. And a little bit like the Bournemouth-Brighton game, I 
I thought the prices for this game saw so Southampton currently on the exchanges at 2.44. And I thought, oh, I wonder what they were last time the teams played. And actually, it, it hasn't actually risen by that much. I was quite surprised, actually, because last season Southampton were priced around the 2.24 level for this game. So they haven't actually lengthened as much as I, th- I thought they would have done. Now, this, these are the stats that I'm going to use to, to highlight how poor of a, a bet Southampton are here, Pete. When mid-third finishing sides meet each other, the home side wins about 41% of games, just roughly. Over the last few seasons, Southampton, I think we can all sort of admit, are, are a mid-third side, so from about eighth down to a sort of 14th, 15th. Southampton have won just 11 of their 39 matches played on home soil against mid-third sides. So what's that? That's like about 27, Mm. 28%. That's awful. Southampton's home record has really been half decent at times because of the performance against newly promoted teams or bottom six sides. And then those strange occasions like we saw the other week when they turn over a top six side in these situations they're awful and interestingly in those 39 games the over two and a half goals has gone 23 and 16 so the away team doesn't seem to fear Southampton they they hit on them they score on them and obviously Southampton score goals as well so the goal line open two and three quarters it's trended down to two and a half I've got no idea why, and I'm going to take the over, Pete. I, I really like this game to be full of goals. I'm taking the over two and a half goals here. Next up, Man City Spurs. Um, recent heads have been mixed, actually. City have won three, there's been two draws. Spurs have won two. The handicap's minus one and a half. When minus one and a half, City's record reads, it's not very good, really. One, five, drawn two, lost three. Three of the five victories were by two or more goals. Come off a one-all draw away at Villa. Spurs, when they're plus one and a half goals, one, one, draw, one, lost two. Only one of the two were by two or more goals. Come off a two-one victory at home to Fulham. City, they've won their last seven home matches and they've scored at least three goals in each of those games. And, you know, well, looking at last night, beating Seville 4-0, it's, it's incredible, really. Minus one and a half goals, uh, 155 matches, 71 home, 84 away. My rating is suggesting the values with Spurs. It's a tough one to call this one, I think. I, I, I agree, Pete. I think the value is with Spurs. However, watching Haaland in the last few weeks, I'm not sure I can take City on at home. If this had been last season and the line had been minus one and a half, and they haven't got such a potent striker operating in the final third, I think I'd quite happily take Spurs here. The interesting thing um, for me in this game is on this um, minus one and a half goal line, City haven't been the worst at home to top six sides, but they're on a two and eight run. So they are declining in recent seasons in terms of their ability to to put teams from the top six away at home. They're, they're still getting victories, but they're not actually pulling away from teams in games. And we know that Conte is a past master in these situations when possibly taking on a, a you know a higher level opponent. Very good tactically is Antonio Conte. 
value was all with Spurs, but I'm not convinced I can take it. Next up, Arsenal against Everton. Uh, Arsenal have been completely dominant in this fixture uh, recently. They've won six. There's been no draws. Everton have won one. The line is, again, as with the Man City game, minus one and a half. When minus one and a half, Arsenal's record reads one nine, drawn one, lost naught. And indeed, you know, if you take that further, they've won 15 of their last 16 when minus one and a half goals. Uh, they're coming off the 3-1 defeat away at Manchester United. Uh, Everton... Uh, when they're plus one and a half goals, one naught drawn, two lost three. Two of the three will buy two or more goals. Come for nil nil draw at home to Liverpool. Arsenal, they've won their last six home matches. Everton, shown a bit of resilience. They've drawn their last four. Again, a minus one and a half goals, 155, 71 home wins, 84 away wins. My ratings, though, are suggesting some good value, Everton. But this is a, a situation that Arsenal sort of like. I, I think Arsenal will win, whether they cover the handicap or not. I'm not sure. They like it because the flat track bullies, Peter. Look, yeah. we didn't, didn't see much dancing at Old Trafford on, <laughs> on Sunday afternoon, like we saw at Home to Fulham the other week. Um, what I will say, though, in terms of, you know, that's just one game. Talk about Arsenal's progression, and I think we, we agree they are progressing, possibly not as far as some people suggest, but I do admit there has been progression. They're still top of the table. So that defeat hasn't really hurt them. They could have been sort of two points clear, maybe, maybe even four points clear. Um, so they will rue the fact that they weren't able to get anything from that game, given the fact it was one all. If you were Mikel Arteta, though, Pete, and you wanted to hand pick an opponent as you look to bounce back from that defeat against Manchester United, I've I think you'd select Everton. Yeah, looking at these stats, yes, you would. <laughs> you would. You'd look at the historical stats. You'd look at the form of Everton away under Frank Lampard since he took over, and you'd be like, yeah, give me Everton at home because I will cash in on those. I think even at minus one and a half, Pete, quite rare that I do this, I would be leaning towards Arsenal. I fully expect Arsenal to win. I would put them in any of your sort of ackers, you know, the, the ackers that you do where you get money back if one leg lets you down. I don't think it'll be Arsenal that'll be getting you your money back though here because I think they'll win and they'll more than likely cover this line comfortably. West Ham, Newcastle next. Uh, the lines move from scratch to minus a quarter. Uh, recent head-to-heads, West Ham have won 2 there's been one draw, Newcastle have won 3 uh, when minus a quarter West Ham's record reads 1-5, drawn 3 lost 2, they're coming off a 2-1 defeat away at Chelsea, a bit unlucky there really Newcastle um, when they're plus a quarter of a goal good record, 1-4, drawn 4, lost 2 come off a 0-0 draw at home to Palace West Ham not won in 6 home matches um, but Newcastle they've not won in 5 Minus quarter goal handicap, 526 matches, 220 home wins, 159 half losses, 147 losses. My rating suggesting the value is with the Hammers. I think it could. I think West Ham will turn it around, as we said last week. They don't seem to do very well against the better sides, but they they do, you know, I think think they'll turn it around a little bit. Obviously, Newcastle much improved. This has got a sort of draw written over it, I think. Probably has, and if it does, it'll be Newcastle's fifth draw in their opening seven games, Pete. I, yeah. I was unaware, sort of, you know, despite West Ham starting the season, I would say relatively poorly, they've only conceded eight goals. 
it's the same as Manchester United. It's less than Chelsea. It's actually only one goal more than Arsenal have conceded and Arsenal are top of the table. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom for David Moyes' side. I'll be honest, Pete, you open this with saying the line open scratch. I didn't realise it opened scratch. Um, I must have sort of come in a day or so later um, and seen this is minus a quarter. And the reason, because that's actually going to make what I'm going to say next even more surprising. These two sides met at the London Stadium on the 19th of February. And you'll know that I've been using your data sheets here. Yeah. Can you remember, you want to have a guess what West Ham were priced at for that game? And they were talking about seven months ago. 1.6. Oh, crash, you're a genius. Um, <laughs> 1.62. Yeah, it doesn't they, surprise me. They are priced 2.52 for this game. So, some, one price was wrong. Well, probably that, that former price because the game ended one apiece. Um, well, that's just testament to how far Newcastle have come and possibly how little the, the betting markets currently think of West Ham. And I can't really have Newcastle in this spot, given their improvements. They've only won one of six this season, Pete. And I think they're a little bit short here. I think they're about 3.1 on the exchanges. I can't really have Newcastle at that price. I know they've improved a lot. But we know Moyes will get his side up for it. They are a competent Premier League side, West Ham. We know that. Yes, they've started the season poorly. But as I've already said, they're not conceding many goals. They will turn it around. And I'll be honest, I think West Ham minus a quarter, or maybe even on the outright, looks to be a little bit of value. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. Right, Palace, uh, Man United next. I was a bit surprised at the line here as well. Plus a quarter of a goal. Recent head-to-heads, Palace have won one. There's been two draws. Man United won four. Palace, when they're plus a quarter of a goal, one three, drawn three, lost four. Come for a nil-nil draw away at Newcastle. United, uh, when they're minus a quarter, one four, drawn four, lost two. Come for a three-one victory at home to Arsenal. Man United, they've uh, won their last four. They're in some decent form. Plus a quarter of a goal, 282 uh, matches, 85 home wins, 80 half wins, 118 losses. Don't see any value in the line, though, which again surprised me a little bit. But you know, obviously, they've Palace are becoming very resilient, but just a little bit surprised there. Yeah, they're a bit of a draw merchant, aren't they? Palace under Vieira, and I don't mean that in a bad way because what they've been doing is turning games that they would have traditionally lost into draws. And if you can do that four or five times a season, all of a sudden you're a side that used to finish 15th or 16th, you're now finishing 13th or 12th. And that's testament to the work that Vieira's done on the training ground. I think they're an attractive side to watch. I think this will be quite a... I have to be careful here because I suggested the unders in the United-Arsenal game last weekend and we got stung and it ended 3-1. But again, I think this is going to be a, a low-scoring game and... And this has been sort of sort of backed up by the movements in the goal line. The goal line opened two and three quarter goals. It's trended down to two and a half. I think now under Ten Hag, we will see United this more sort of pragmatic approach at times. Away from home, they'll be busy. They'll be set up well. And they won't give many opportunities. And they'll look to take the game to the opposition maybe later in the game once they've got a firm foothold in it. 
it'd be a great atmosphere as always at Sellers Park. I could probably see this game ending all square, Pete. Maybe one apiece. Finally, uh, Leeds against Forest. Uh, Leeds, when they're minus three quarters handicap, they've won all of the four matches, uh, winning one by two or more goals, coming off the 5 2 defeat at home to Brentford. Forest coming off a, a 3 2 defeat uh, at home to uh, Bournemouth. Forest, they've lost the last three Premier League matches, minus three quarters of goals, 179 matches, 60 home wins, 55 half wins, 74 losses. My rating is suggesting the value is with Leeds. It's it's tough call, I think. I think both these sides could struggle a little this season. Well, against newly promoted sides, Leeds have won four and drawn one of their five games. That That is a strong record. But I can't take the minus three quarters of a goal, Pete. I genuinely have no idea who Leeds are. Their their record basically suggests we don't know who they are. They've won two, drawn two, lost two. They've scored 10, conceded 10. They're currently sat ninth in the table. So I, I can't back Leeds minus three quarters of a goal. But I can't trust Forrest to score a goal away from home. I think they've scored just once this season and that was at Everton. They've conceded nine further times away from home. Admittedly, six of those were against Manchester City. So, you can probably almost take those out. And against bottom half finishing sides, and that's what I'm going to class Newcastle as, uh, not Newcastle, as Leeds as, newly promoted teams only win 22% of their away games. So, you're already looking at a one in five chance of Forest winning this game. The line suggests they've got about a one in five chance of winning it at the minus three quarters of a goal level. I am completely staying away from this, Pete. I'll probably watch the game on Monday night to try and figure out a little bit more about both teams. But if I was forced to make a bet, it would be the home team because I think I can trust them to create and maybe take chances more than I can Forrest because... I don't really see where Forest goals are coming from, especially away from home. Yes, I mean, what when we say sort of, you know, I mean, I'm saying that as value leads uh, minus three quarters a goal. But again, I, I I agree with you. I'm I'm not sure I would trust them to win by more. But again, you can back leads at one point eight. So, yes. you know, there. I just want to sort of express to the listeners we're looking at the handicap lines here. So. You know, you read into it what 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 you may sort of think, but the handicap, as we explained before, the reason we do the handicap is because really it should cut down losing runs. Effectively, you're back in a fifty fifty chance, so that's the reason why we use the handicap. Yeah, and, and, and I wouldn't really dissuade anybody. And this this isn't just really specific to Leeds against Forest. If you come back at one point eight, a relatively established Premier League team against a newly promoted side, you know, and, and, you know, the established team is at home. I think that 1.8 level is pretty decent value long-term to be getting against a newly promoted side. If, you know, what was this, Leeds' third season in the top flight? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're an estab- a relatively established side now. The home win outright is not the worst bet you could make this weekend. Right, uh, before... Well, we'll get out the selections first. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea uh, minus half a goal away at Fulham. 
I'm going to take the over two and a half goals down at St Mary's in Southampton v Brentford. Uh, free service. Um, unfortunately, the ratings had a well. I think it was minus one point last week. You had your first loss as well, Jimmy, last oh, week. Shambles, Peter. Well, I had a half loss in yeah. League Two. Yeah. And, th- and then I had a 94th minute goal in Spain that cost us. Oh, but hey ho. But yeah, and, but yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll get these out uh, to you this week as well. So come to uh, focusedonfootball.co.uk and join uh, the free service. Um, we've been doing very well. Uh, Matt Haynes has had his uh, a few uh, NFL picks as well. Uh, the NFL ratings are up there. So there's NFL, there's Jimmy's picks, there's the ratings for the football. So there's plenty there uh, and it's all free and all in profit at the moment. Uh, yeah, and, so um, that's a good thing. Some, I will have some previews up over the next couple of days, focusedonfootball.co.uk. Yes. Uh, Premier League, Europe and a nice one for... Bit of Friday night football at Tranmere, Pete. Reminds me of the 1990s when John Andrews was banging goals in and we used to watch him on Saint and Greavesy at lunchtime. But yeah, Tranmere against Stockport. A very interesting game where uh, I think there's a bit of value. So yeah, that, that will be going up in the next day or so. Right then, we shall be back next week and uh, good luck this week, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.